All right, all right, take your seats, everyone. This time we're talking about coping mechanisms. Take your seats. Thanks. If you feel like you've reached a number of your goals and life is going pretty darn well, but you still feel like there are a few things that you would like to tweak or adjust or change, well, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Change Academy. My name is Brock Armstrong. And I am Monica Reinagel. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about coping mechanisms and why you might want to stop coping so well. <laughs> that sounds counterintuitive. <laughs> Yeah, of course, coping mechanisms are not necessarily a bad thing. If we absolutely can't avoid or escape something unpleasant or even harmful, figuring out a way to cope with it is a very good survival strategy. But sometimes we use coping mechanisms to tolerate things that maybe we shouldn't be tolerating. Mm. And in this episode, we're going to explore the difference between helpful and unhelpful coping. Sounds like a good one. But before we get into that, we are going to spend a little bit of time, as always, looking at things that we're working on or things that the audience is working on. And this time, there was a message from a listener named Carrie on our Facebook page. She said, just wanted to share that I fit my happy self into a pair of pants that have not fit in years, and they even buttoned up. <laughs> now, sure, it's likely that the button will fly off at any time, potentially injuring any unsuspecting passerby, but still, they are buttoned. <laughs> love that sense of humor. Yeah, and I love the fact that she's addressing the fact that she's not where she wants to be, but celebrating that win anyways. And that is something I think that we forget to do so often. We're so focused on the the finish line or the goal post or the, the goal weight or whatever it happens to be that we forget to celebrate those little incremental wins that we have along the way. So just being able to button those pants up is a matter for, for celebration, for sure. So I, so well done, Carrie. I'm very happy to see that not only you're able to button your pants up, but that you're taking the moment to celebrate it. Yeah, I think it's especially important to celebrate milestones along the way when we're working towards a goal that's on a long time frame. Right. Like maybe you're working on an advanced degree in the evenings, or maybe you're working on getting out of debt, paying down mm. your debt, or even... Building a podcast audience. <laughs> right. We actually celebrated a milestone not too long ago. We crossed 100,000 downloads for the Change Academy podcast. It was so cool to see that number click over. It's kind of like watching your odometer sort of click <laughs> over into the next 100,000 miles or whatever. But in this case, it's a good thing instead of your car wearing out. Yeah. And there was another great idea that came up just this week that I'd love to share. Uh, this is somebody that we work with, Chris. And she is working on losing a substantial amount of weight, and she came up with a great way to celebrate her incremental milestones. When she lost 5% of her starting weight, she bought a sun catcher to hang in her and the big window in her master bathroom. And then when she reached 7.5%, she bought another smaller one. And her plan is when she reaches 10%, she's already picked out a larger one that she wants to add to her collection. And get this. When she reaches her ultimate goal, she's decided she's actually going to commission a custom sun catcher for that window and have it made for herself. It's very cool. I just love this idea, this a way of celebrating in a way that creates that very concrete and ongoing reward that you see every time you walk into your bathroom. You see this beautiful thing that pleases you and reminds you that you're making progress. And I just 
think that sounds super motivating. So I was so glad she shared that idea. We actually all had her post pictures in our group so that we could see it, but just passing that along for anybody else who wants to steal it. It really is such an important thing to put it somewhere, put these kinds of things somewhere where you are going to see it and have that reminder that you are making progress and that things are going really well for you. I love it. Right. And of course, you also want to pick a reward that doesn't undo your progress. So if you're working on weight loss, you don't celebrate by going out for ice cream sundaes. Or if you're working on debt reduction, you don't splurge on a new handbag or something. So this is another perfect example of that as well. But let's jump into today's discussion on coping mechanisms. So a lot of the so-called bad habits that we struggle to change are actually things that we've learned to use as coping mechanisms to cope with something in our lives that's uncomfortable or troubling. So for example, we might use food or shopping or alcohol to cope with stress or boredom or anxiety or loneliness. So common. But it's also actually surprisingly common to that people use things that are thought of as otherwise kind of healthy as coping mechanisms as well. I've actually known a a number of people who use exercise, for example, like running in particular to to extremes, or they do things like obsessively do yoga or meditate obsessively. I actually had a client once that would tell me how hard he was meditating. (laughs) Seems and like, Whoa. contrary to the ethic. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're you're doing it wrong. Um, but it really is that same. It's the same coping feeling that they're that they're chasing after. And even those healthy activities can become a bit of a problem. They can have negative consequences of their own. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sometimes the things that we're using to cope with a problem start to create a new problem like unwanted weight gain or maybe an overdrawn checking account. And here's the thing, when that happens, it's so easy to focus on the behavior as being the source of the problem. Mm -hmm. But in order to change behavior patterns that evolved as coping mechanisms, we really need to pay attention to what we're trying to fix with them. So a question that you need to ask is, what is this behavior allowing me to tolerate or to ignore? Probably the number one reason that I was drawn to cognitive behavior therapy way back in 2003 was this whole idea that, I mean, CBT really focuses on that idea of becoming aware of what happens before you have a feeling or an emotion or a behavior. And then we look to identify what the culprit actually was so we can reframe that situation and then kind of almost like magic without actually really focusing on whatever it happens to be, like your anxiety or your depression or your overeating or your overdrinking or overexercising, like I said before, that problem actually goes away because you've looked at the feelings that, that start before that. Right. So the first step in changing an unwanted behavior pattern might be to identify and either change or remove the thing that you're using it to escape or ignore. A good way to sort of frame this or help you understand is to actually give an example. So one of the people that Monica and I coach for weight loss actually just recently came to us with a problem that they believed revolved around a particular type of food and maybe uh, an addiction to that type of food. And the problem was, is that no matter how healthy or delicious a lunch that they packed to take to work, when noon rolled around, they felt so 
and I think these were the words that that they used, felt so emotional and defeated and exhausted that they would leave that packed lunch untouched and order this particular food, which they felt was not ideal for their goal of weighing less. Now, when we pointed out that this situation didn't really sound like it had anything to do with that particular food, I think we all had a bit of a cry at that point (laughs) because it was kind of like a, a weight was lifted off of their shoulders when we brought up the idea that it wasn't about the food. It was actually more about this idea that they felt so emotional and defeated and exhausted when lunch rolled around that that the coping mechanism kicked in. Right. It wasn't about the pizza. Yes, exactly. So this person came to us with the idea that this was simply a matter of figuring out how to avoid this type of food and, and feeling like they were powerless to resist it and maybe addicted to it and stuff. But the problem really was something that was much further upstream in the day or in the year or in the career or whatever it is. I mean, this one was actually pretty, pretty cut and dry. We were able to find the clues quite easily um, when they told us the story. But, you know, it may not be that cut and dry for you and, and you may need to dig deeper to actually uncover the cause. Yes, but you know what? We often uncover the cause But then we feel like we have no choice. We feel totally stuck with Mm. whatever that trigger is. We have to work this stressful job. We have to stay in this unhealthy relationship or even in this unsatisfying relationship. We absolutely can't move to a different apartment or city. We have all Mm. these reasons why we can't change the thing that makes this coping mechanism necessary. But what if that coping mechanism that we're using to survive this so-called unchangeable circumstance is actually part of what's keeping us stuck there? Mm. And I think about this for a second. If you were to stop taking the edge off that intolerable situation with pizza or wine or Amazon.com, maybe it would be intolerable enough that you would stop tolerating it. Maybe you'd suddenly see options that you can't see through the numbing haze of that coping mechanism or find the courage to make a change or take a risk. So another question that we really want you to ask yourself, is this coping mechanism allowing you to tolerate a situation that you'd be better off changing than tolerating? Right. You know, even when we feel like we have no power or no choice and it's all due to external circumstances, you know, we always do have the choice to respond and react differently to those situations. And this can completely transform our experience, either for the better or for the worse. So true. But now what I'm actually kind of uh, referring to here is a thing called radical acceptance. You may have heard this. Have you heard of this, Monica? Are you... I have heard that term. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's having a bit of a, a day in the, in the light uh, recently. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk about this in a, like, more specifically in a future episode. But in a nutshell, radical acceptance is really, it's, it's all about accepting life on life's terms and not resisting what you cannot control or choose not to change. So radical acceptance is about saying yes to life just the way it is. But here's an important thing to remember is that accepting it doesn't mean you have to agree with it, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. It is possible to accept our lives as they are and want to make changes. 
And I think paradoxically, accepting what is often makes creating something new more possible. Yeah. I actually had a conversation with a a mutual um, acquaintance of of ours, and (laughs) she was expressing how how she really hates getting old. (laughs) The fact that (laughs) she's not old. One thing in particular that she brought up was that it takes her about 10 minutes to get out of bed and get her body moving because she's got so many aches and pains and stuff. And, And I said, well, isn't that okay? Like, just take the 10 minutes. Like, what's what's wrong with that? Give yourself that extra 10 minutes to get yourself going. And, and that's that. But I was kind of being a armchair therapist in a inappropriate time. <laughs> it was during a during an actual uh, meeting. So I, uh, I didn't get a very warm welcome to that idea. But, but the whole thing is, is that when you find yourself saying like, this isn't fair, or this shouldn't be this way. We feel like th- if we refuse to accept the situation as it is, that somehow we'll keep it from being true or being present. Or we may actually, like, if if she agreed to give herself that 10 minutes to just get her body moving and be okay with that, that she's agreeing to it, that it's okay that this is happening and and stuff. But again, accepting doesn't mean agreeing. It's just removing some barriers from your life. So you can be happier rather than constantly being at battle with what is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. We think by, by, like you said, refusing to accept it, we're going to somehow keep it from being true. But when you say it like that, Brock, it sounds, (laughs) it, it reveals how silly that is. So lots to think about this week. I hope that everybody can really take some time to unpack this stuff. Yeah. So, okay. We, sort of threw a whole bunch of stuff at you as usual. So let's let's break it down to some easy to remember takeaways. So first of all, using external pleasures to help us feel better or cope in particular situations is natural and pretty darn normal. But when those behaviors start to impair your happiness or your ability to achieve your greater goals, well, then it becomes a problem that's worth addressing. And sometimes our coping mechanisms are actually allowing us to tolerate a situation that we'd be better off changing or completely avoiding. And finally, once we have identified that a behavior is actually a coping mechanism and not just a habit, we can work to pinpoint what situation or emotion or trigger actually led to the unwanted behavior and then decide if we want to react to that situation, emotion, or trigger differently. Yeah, this can be life-changing, especially if you feel like you have a behavior that has resisted unraveling, that you feel powerless to change. It's a good sign that maybe it's a coping mechanism in disguise and that you're focusing your efforts on the wrong part of the problem. So here's a lab experiment for you to, to play around with this week. If you have a behavior that you're trying to change and you're finding it very difficult, I want you to answer four questions about it. Number one, what problem am I trying to fix with this behavior? Am I bored? Am I frustrated? Am I angry? What what am I trying to fix by indulging in this behavior? Question number two is, does this behavior actually fix that problem? And you know what? Sometimes the answer is yes, at least for a little while. So there's no right or wrong answer to that question. Does the behavior actually fix the problem? But then question number three is, 
But does that behavior cause a new problem? Is there some sort of unwanted consequence stemming from your use of that behavior as a coping mechanism? And then finally, question number four is, how else might I find relief or solve this problem so that I don't need this coping mechanism? You know, I I think at least in the the group that we were coaching a little while ago, I think there may be a a bit of a catchphrase that developed, which is, is this really about the pizza? (laughs) Right. So maybe if you identify a a behavior that you want to change, you can ask yourself that question, like, is it really about the alcohol? Is this really about the spending? Just to remind yourself that you want want to go upstream and, and examine what's happening before that behavior kicks in. Exactly. If you aren't subscribed to our email list, I encourage you to do so because... Every single episode that we do, Monica lovingly creates an email that goes out with a downloadable version of the lab experiment that we uh, that we do in every single episode, and it'll be delivered right into your inbox. So make sure you go over to changeacademypodcast.com and subscribe to our email list so you get that delivered to you every time there's a new episode. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining us, and let's all stop coping so darn well. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, everyone. And remember to go to changeacademypodcast.com for show notes and lab experiments. <laughs>